here we are, folks, on this gorgeous Tuesday afternoon in Richmond, Virginia. I'm John Schenholzer bringing you live content from the McShen Foundation. Today we got a pretty cool little get-together here. I got two of our participants in here rising like a scud missile in their recovery, both doing <laughs> fabulous. And, uh, you know, just keep in mind what we do here today, you know, it's going to we're going to rebroadcast it over and over and over. It'll hopefully it'll go into correction facilities and some events as old roomies can hear this stuff down the road. And, <laughs> and the goal is to give a hope shot to people listening. So we're going to have fun today, but on my right and your left, I got Megan on my left, your right. I got Vince and uh, I'm going to start with Megan, Megan, just a quick overview of who you are, what's going on. Uh, I'm Megan. I've, uh, I grew up in Richmond. Uh, I've been at McShen for a couple months now. Um, left, but I just got back about a week ago, doing well. So, so you went out on a, a relapse. I or, did. Or, or, or reoccurrence or whatever they call it nowadays. <laughs> a reoccurrence of substance uh, use. We, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So hold that thought. Vince, you. What's up, brother? <laughs> I'm Vince. <laughs> hey, I'm Vince. I uh, rode the little bus to school when I was a kid. Pretty much, pretty much. Ended no, up in the Army. Yeah, no, yeah, I was born in Pittsburgh. My parents split when I was a kid, uh, but I was raised up, went to school outside of Richmond and Chesterfield. Uh, then uh, joined the military for six years, injured my neck, got addicted to uh, pain pills, and then switched over to heroin. You know, like a lot of people's stories got started. And, and you, then, you found us through the uh, Riverside Veterans Pod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I say their name, like Cricket and them? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannah and Cricket and them came up there, and, and I seen Honesty and John, and they sold me a hope shot, and now I'm here uh, after my year and a half of incarceration. This so you, is the first place. The pod, then you had to do some time in DOC or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, had to go to the detention center out in Appalachia. And, uh, yeah. You weren't on this show before, were you? That was Jeff on here before. No, me and James, actually. You were on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're, 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 you're here. You are a week later. Yeah, I'm seasoned out, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah almost. But we're going to talk about that season out in a minute, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I think what's so special about this little group is we, we do know each other. We've been around for a minute. We've had time to be in groups together and talk. And uh, we were in an earlier group today. And, Megan, you know, you recently went out. You yeah. have, he had an overdose, almost died. Somebody had a Narcan to bring you back. That's just a week ago. Yep. So I was asking, I mean, what were you thinking? You know, I mean, I don't think I was thinking. I think that um, I got into a mindset where I was, I was not utilizing the women around me um, and let myself kind of close off and just act impulsively. And you just run off. And just ran off. Hey, every now and then I'm going to shout out to some of my people watching. I see Renee and Higgy, they probably sitting together eating ice cream down and florida somewhere and cat good to see you katrina christina i mean always good to see y'all on the show but uh when you run off megan in your mind you had to know you were doing the wrong thing i did i think that's the problem once you get um some experience with like mission and recovery is that you can never do those behaviors and not feel bad about it again so i mean bit recovery mess, up, mess up your using days it don't did. it it did so you you run off? Did you run off with boys or girls or? I ran off with old friends that I should old have friends. We talk about that all the time. Yes, we do. Old people, places, and things they they never end up good, do they? They don't. So, uh, so you how long were you out? I was out for about a week. 
And you've been back how long now? I've been back for exactly seven days. I'm really grateful to be here. I remember when you first couple days back, you you had that nastiest look on your face. I seen in a person, man. Like, what the hell, man? It was weird because when I, I I remember and I was just like, all I could think about when I was using those last couple days was like, I need McShin. Like, I need to come back. Right. I was so scared to call jail. Uh, but I, in my head, I mean, I would rather be here thinking about using than be out there thinking about how to get back That's, here and be clean. I love, it. I love it, man. It's a lot <laughs> easier to stay clean than get clean. It is. You're lucky you only went out there for a week and got back. I you, am. I'm so grateful to be here. You're lucky you only had one overdose that you survived. Yes. I know that makes your mom and dad happier. Yeah, I'm sure you, you would think it would. Now, Vince, you. Yeah. You go to you go to jail, you go to prison, you, you re-enter, you go through our veterans pod, you come back to McShane, you're doing great, right? Yeah. But 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 yet you took an unauthorized overnight yesterday. <laughs> what were you thinking, man? I, I I don't know, man. I was just it'd been so long since I seen my son and, and my wife and the kids and both the boys and girls, and and once I got a piece of that. That love, man, to be missed and loved, and, and to know that you didn't you didn't burn every bridge. For those of you listening, Vince, Vince was at a, a little cookout, small one, only ten people, give or take, and uh, we we let his wife and kid drive him back to the recovery house and drop him off. Well, well, Vince is a no show. He don't come home. He don't call. He don't write. Everybody's worried about him. And then you showed up this morning. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? I, I don't know, man. It was just. You got to call us. Let us know you're okay. We worried to death about you. And then you ran off with everybody's food. Yeah. I know. We, we, we sent them home with a whole pork butt right off the smoker, <laughs> cooked, ready to eat. And you run off with the guy's food. I apologize. It's and he didn't even freezer. bring it back. It's, and then he didn't bring it back. <laughs> he sent it in his wife's freezer. Yeah. If, she, if she's allowed to. Well, she's on a restriction, too. That's improper <laughs> acquisition, man. Yeah, I was all messed up. And I met your wife. She seemed like such a squared away person to to support that unauthorized absence. <laughs> really shocked me a little bit. Yeah. You sure you were with her? Yeah, yeah, I'm positive, man. We, we can confirm that. Yeah, and I came back clean too, man. I didn't go out using or drinking or anything. I was just really just. But you did what you want when you wanted to do it, or she made you do it. Yeah, no, I was like a self will run right. Yeah, you ever case. heard of the relapse before the relapse? Right. Yeah, that was it. I didn't. I didn't call on a sponsor or anything. I was actually more worried about getting in trouble and feeling that guilt, man. Like I knew it was wrong. And I should have came back. Yeah, hey, I did. I did. I just a little later than usual. That's all. Hey, guys. hey Rob, how you doing, buddy? I, I talked to Wade this morning. I feel like I woke him up out of a coma, man. You know, his first week in his own place, and he's already sleeping late, man. But that's fine. <laughs> I woke him up. Don't worry, none. <laughs> so, so how's it been the last few days for you, Megan? You, you, you seem like you're back in the saddle, doing really good. Put that relapse behind you. Got a good attitude, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it feels. I don't know. I feel. I'm so grateful to be back. I mean. And I think that the big component for me this time around is going to be helping people. I've been trying to like help chair meetings. You know, and stuff. You, you plugged that pretty good in group today because because I I, re, I think I'm convinced. You know, even though I don't have quite 38 years clean and sober in this program, if it weren't for the fact that I could help people and be in the mix, carrying that message of hope, being a hope dealer, I would have never made it this far. Yeah. E even me, if I went out there and just totally separated myself from all my recovering friends and family in this way of life, I I would bet money I'd be relapsed within a couple weeks, man. Yeah. And I ain't sure how it would end. I don't know. My disease has been there this whole time doing push-ups, <laughs> waiting to get me out there. And that, that is door. so true. Oh yeah, and it's a progressive disease. You know, you know when you, when you go out, you don't go out and pick up where you left off at. You you go out in a more progressed state. 
I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I've been I've been using it since I was eighteen, and I I that past week and the time I did. Well, before, how old are you now? Twenty six. Oh, all right. So you got eight years out there. Yeah. So you ran off within one week. You overdosed. Yeah, I, I probably crammed. I don't know, at least a year of misery in the seven days. You know, well, it definitely is progressive. Well, this shit ain't no game, is it? No, it's not. So, how, so how the uh, like the people around you when you overdose? Were they scared? Were they okay? Or? I mean, when you're with the kind of people that like you that's a reality well. for them. That's every that's just, every weekend for those folks. It's just normal, unfortunately. That's the reality. Did they tell you, man, you need to get back to recovery? Or they said you'll be all right next time. We got more Narcan. Something like that. Something <laughs> that's, like the that's second. That's bullshit, right there, man. I mean, look, you know, you got to think about that, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a sick reality if that's your day-to-day, -day, you know? Oh, my Lord. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that. I am, too. Worst thing I got to worry about is making sure I do what my wife tells me. You know? <laughs> that's pretty scary, too, though. <laughs> well, that's hard to do all the time, but that that's my big focus. Now, Vince, I saw you yesterday. When you when you when when your wife and your kids showed up at the picnic, that's the first time you've seen them in how long? A year and a half. I was really, I was so pleased to see you be a dad to those kids. All you did was play with those kids for two straight hours, making up for all that lost time. You paid so much attention to those kids, man. I, and that really impressed the hell out of me. And you were nice to the old lady and all that stuff. And that's why I was so surprised you didn't come home, man, last <laughs> time that you run off. But it was nice to see your kids, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome, man. And and, and the fun didn't stop there, man. Uh, like you say, apparently man, it did. You went home, yeah, man. <laughs> making up for lost time. You know, we we, uh, we made s'mores and jumped on a trampoline, went swimming. We had a good night, and it's uh it's good to know that, like like everybody says, what is it? Uh, my best day using ain't nothing like my worst day sober. Is that how it goes along them lines? True, much true that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you that I don't know. Like it was just. I was so overzealous to be in that situation with my family and be clean and not worry about going to get high or what's going on or what's the next person doing. I was focused on all the right things. Now you're on, aren't you? Are you on, are you mandated here? You volunteer to come here? I this is your home plan. Uh, yeah. I volunteered to come here. It's my home plan. Uh, I could have gotten a little trouble, but uh, yeah. I, I stuck through. I think they called your PO first thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, your PO call you? I actually called him to try and like, you know, cover my bases and, uh, he pretty much told me he ordered me to finish the program. To get your ass back yeah. over to McKinney. You had your little night out going back over there. Be a good boy. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, my POs are. How, how long are you supposed to come here for? What was the arrangement in the first place? Uh, I know I got the 28 day scholarship. So you got a 28 day scholarship. You did yeah. how long? Uh, this is my 12th day. Mm -hmm. You do you know if you would have asked for an overnight, we'd have given it to you in a heartbeat. <laughs> he knows now. To, you didn't even have to break the rule, man. Can I get overnight? Yeah, sure you can. Yeah, no, I, was, I was a joke like that. Yeah, <laughs> but you're on suspension now. Yeah, now now I'm on a contract. At 28 days, just turn into six months. Is that what it is? No. I'm just oh, kidding, I was man. like, oh man, all right. You'll be out of here on 20 on the 29th day. I can see it now. I've seen his wife. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, wife and kids on one hand, sober house on the other, with a bunch of guys. Yeah, eleven yeah. guys and a yeah. beautiful woman. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> tough decision to make. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can totally relate though. I mean, like, I feel like the hardest part, especially of the intensive program, because I was only in sober living before, is trusting the process yeah. of like why the rules are there and why you can't have this, why you can't do that. Like trusting that you guys know 
even though it doesn't so you seem had, you, harmless. But you had more freedom and liberty than a sober house. Now you got 24-7. We're watching your ass now. Yes, yeah. you are. I'm grateful for it. You got deal up your skirt in that. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard. It's just I have to believe that's what I need and trust it. It like, is what you Jill need. knows what she's doing, and you guys do too. Yeah, clearly you're untrustworthy. I guess so. But you'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> Ben, Ben's been clean what sixteen months now. Yeah, sixteen months. And you still, you still tell a lie with just as easy to tell the truth, man. Yeah, and I'll climb a tree to tell a lie instead of stay on the ground and tell the truth. Sometimes it's, it's, I don't know why. It's man. amazing. That's how we are, man. <laughs> so, how was the army when you're in the army? Oh, I loved it, man. I was a mechanic, uh, ninety-one Charlie HVAC, ninety-one Delta generator technician. I got two MOSs. I worked my way all the way up to a sergeant. Uh, and you that, made sergeant, yeah, E5 and four that's, and a half that's like years. A, that's like a PFC in the Marine Corps, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a commander in the, in the Marines. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but uh, but yeah, man, I put in the work, I always passed my PT test, my weapons quals, and all that. And uh, I did what I was supposed to do, you know, structured environment, and I excelled at it. Mm. Um, hey, Dixie, love you too, babe. And of course, she's probably telling that to Megan, though. Yeah. No, she said John. Did she say John? I can't see that far, <laughs> I'm blind as a bat, man. But uh, but yeah, I, I love the military, I love the camaraderie, you know. I can tell you, you're a good military dude because the way we sit around when the guys would sit around and start talking, I felt like I was back in the barracks, man. Yeah, <laughs> you even taught me a few words I didn't know I knew. There you go. And you reminded me of them. Good. good. So, what do you want to do for a living when you start thinking about getting out in the workforce? Yeah, I did. Uh, once I got uh, squared away with all the physical therapy, man, I was doing tree work for four years, and then uh, I got into solar clean energy so you so you can do, install solar panels and whatnot yeah setting up the rail systems and everything and i did solar for a little while but i'm thinking about switching over to doing line work well i know some solar people i'll give you the number you know see oh, what yeah. happens yeah networking i'm always and megan what do you want to do with your life that's a very loaded question <laughs> i mean you want to go to school you want to have I, a have a you know career degree or i do i want to go back to school and do stuff with advocacy if I can get some sustainable. Well, we're we gonna let you do that anyway, whether you go to school <laughs> or not. We do plenty of advocacy around here. We 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 are probably one of the premier institutions for training, tra training and teaching and getting people motivated to do advocacy work. You'd be a great advocate, I could tell. But you gotta stay alive. I do. You gotta stay off of those overdoses. Mm -hmm. You gotta stay put, pay attention to them old timers. The the, the, the good ones, not the bad ones. <laughs> No 13 steppers. Uh, well, I don't they do that here? <laughs> here at McShane? Yeah. No. Yeah, we don't do that not. here. Now no. you might find Romeo at the smoke shack. But, <laughs> you know, ain't no guarantee what you'll get out of that smoke shack, man. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a different <laughs> every, every organization's got a smoke shack, you know. Every, every meeting you go to, there's always the smokers after the meeting. That's where all the trouble happens. <laughs> That's why I always say chase down those old timers wherever you go and you and you'll never have a problem. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> so, Vince, what, uh, since you've been out now, you've been out of prison how long? Almost two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And you really only got in trouble one time. Yeah. Good good excuse, the old lady. Yeah. I mean, I still feel bad because I feel like I'll, I let myself down on top of letting a lot of people in here who've, who've you know, invested time into me and everything. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it kind of threw me off a little bit today, man, but I'm dealing with that. Well, you know, there's a message in there. Did you plan on going on? Going running off with her before you did it? No, not really. You mean no. you you left you left the picnic, got in the car, and within a seven mile drive, the idea and the compulsion, yeah, all popped up at once, and off you went. I was I was really trying to drop off the food too, and I thought we were. We Why were did right you do street. that? Why didn't you drop the food off first? Because <laughs> I don't know the way the GPS took us. We ended up on like a different part of sixty four, 
And I was like, well, that means nothing. The food was still warm, man. You could have made it. Yeah, I could have. I, I, I was. <laughs> I mean, not only, not only did you get that bright idea not to, to go back to the recovery house, but you even thought about the food and yeah. just abandon that idea too. I thought I'd bring it back today. Like I, I was gonna, you know, stay. Oh, oh, that sound doesn't like, even sound count. like good intentions to me, man. The road to hell. Yeah, hey, with good intentions. <laughs> oh, Vince, I worry about you, man. Well, good man. I'm glad you're my recovery coach. You yeah. got to be right, right through that. Yeah, but good lord, God got to give me something to work with. You know yeah. what I mean? True. I yeah. mean, what do you, how do you how do you work with something where you got a perfect plan one minute, you get in the car, and boom, like you, like you you got out of Hanover, got into the county, Henrico, and you breathe that Henrico air or something. Yeah, man, and I can see Chesterfield, man, down 95 yeah. or something. When did you realize you were not coming back to the? <laughs> well, 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 we didn't get off the highway. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, it's about Holy that time. Shit, that disease works quick, man. It, it does. It does. It took over faster than I thought, for real. So it lets me know to stay on guard at all times. Man, you know? that, that disease yeah. will come at you. It, 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 it just waiting, man, waiting. So anything changed since you've been back, Megan, after that relapse? Um, I mean, yeah, the, uh, a lot of people have asked, I guess their first question is like, what are you going to do differently? Right. Um, I don't know. It's really hard for me to explain. I just want it. Like, I feel like I'm, I don't have that obsession of thought. Right. right now but you when did you first knew you had a problem 18 you said um yeah i mean you can't really did be you do using... drugs before 18 like smoke weed at 13 or drink beer cigarettes yeah i drank and partied and did some school. coke and adderall for school and stuff but then i think um after some like trauma once i got to intravenous drug use like you can't really say that you're re recreationally shooting dope right. so that takes that off the table that does. <laughs> it's not a social thing anymore. so when did you go to your first rehab i was 20. you were 20. i went to texas texas it was a hippie rehab no kidding non-12-step they, 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 they do my uh, what they call microdosing <laughs> mushrooms and shit wasn't quite there but we did yoga and like buddhist meetings. well that's all cool mindfulness that's that's a big deal it was cool. hell yeah i'm all about mindfulness god love that mindfulness so did you go to another rehab since then john i think i've tried every i've gone to about I've been to Farley three times. I've done methadone, Suboxone. You know, I I really have the Coleman Institute. I've tried everything. So in eight years, you've been around the block. I have. So this peer recovery is, is something. That's what, I mean, that's what I was going to say. That's the difference is no one's here talking to us with a, de a degree that doesn't understand where we've been. You right. know, I can tell a story to Jill or go to somebody and they're like, I've done that. I've been there. And this that is what therapeutic I did. Therapeutic value. One addict helping another without parallel. And you know, that. they're not bullshit. Yeah. And I didn't make that up. I read that out of books. So I don't think I'm a genius. Lydia says she's very proud of you. Thank you. Well, Lydia, what does she do to make you so proud, man? Just being on the show, <laughs> staying clean, coming so, back, asking coming for back, help, asking for help. Ain't nobody. Hey, I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, uh, Vince ain't got no fans up there telling him good job. It's all right, man. I know I'm doing the right thing. Is your old lady working today? Yeah, yeah. She works uh, at the food bank in Chesterfield, man. She's uh, she runs that warehouse with uh, a lot of good people, man. I met a few this morning. And when they when Nick they, when they find out who she's married to, they might fire her now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. 
you, you just broke her anonymity there. Yeah, I'm, I'm wide open, man. I, I'm 33. I'm ADHD as they get, man. I you can't tell me that. I, I, <laughs> I remember the other day we were at the house. You were doing some chores. I turned my back and you split my favorite log splitting. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a huge log out there, and I had an axe, man. Like I said, I used to do tree work. So I, <laughs> I destroyed his splitting logs. I don't even know why. Good job, Vince. I think Dixie likes him, man. He's married, Dixie. Are you married <laughs> or just living in sin with the old lady? Y'all married? Uh, living in sin until we get married. You when know what are you mean? getting married, man? I was hoping, man. I was trying to get two years clean before, you know, we have a small little wedding. But now that I know you, I could definitely network and uh, invite more people and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and have more more bachelors and you, stuff. There. Yeah, you can, you can have a uh, a recovery wedding. Exactly, man. It was it was beautiful yesterday. Everybody having a great time. Nobody drinking. We, we got to get your old lady to go to our family night, though. You know, we do a great codependent group there. Yeah. Teach her how not to co-sign your wily ways. Yeah, I think that's what uh, Moses was talking about. Lord, yeah, he got her number to call her. Good, because I was actually uh, I talked to her about getting with Moses yesterday. Say you need to call Moses. We do free family therapy, free family counseling. You can do one on one. I said you're with Vince. You're gonna need it. Yeah, every bit of it. <laughs> and she agreed hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, you ain't five minutes from the house, and you both. <laughs> running off doing what you want to do. That ain't a good sign, man. No, it wasn't in the moment, but uh, I'm gonna learn from that mistake. You know hey, I mean? hey, Debbie, how you doing? That's one of our board members. She tunes in on every show, man. She watches us like a hawk, man. Arr, arr. Is that more like a buzzard, ain't it? But <laughs> something close. Yeah, it's a bird, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a flying bird. Yeah. You know, Debbie, Megan, you met her yet? I don't think so. She's coming here, hell, twice a week, once a week, but I think COVID's keeping her away. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to do a family night because of COVID. You know, that's one bad thing about COVID. It really knocked off that family night. And, I've heard and, about yeah, it. We've got to bring that back in the next couple of weeks, I think. Awesome, so awesome. Depends on what the governor says. Well, Debbie will be on tomorrow. So if you guys there you go, have two o'clock. Yeah, I'd love to meet you. Yeah. So you'll have the opportunity. I think she's gonna be remote though. I don't Yeah, they're gonna do coming. Zoom, but we'll we'll let them tune in. And they're, they're all recorded, so you can definitely watch it tonight when you go home get uh, facebook instead of just doing nothing tune in on the recovery content okay so for the listeners out there like like megan you know we got some parents that usually listen to this and and they got kids doing what you're doing i mean what can you tell the parents you know about kids like you oh god um i mean clearly your dad gotta love you yeah, my, my family is so supportive. Um, you, you got a good relationship with your family. Yeah, I mean, they love me so much. I talked to my mom the first night I was back, and, you know, I was like, that is the main reason, you know, when I was sick that I'm still here. I don't, my family doesn't deserve, like, what I've put them through. Um, well, well, a lot of families, they get, you know, I, 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 it sounds like your family does understand addiction to mental illness. They've tried because of me, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of families, they, they, they all kind of illnesses can pop up in your family. It, it can be, you know, kids with leukemia, uh, you know, you look at St. Jude's Hospital and all the kids that go there for all the different reasons, cancer. But mental illness is one of them. Mm -hmm. Big deal, you know. So what was my question you were getting ready to answer for? I kept interrupting. My you. question was, what would I tell the parents? Parents of <laughs> kids that, that kids have like a track record like yours. Um, I mean, just. I don't know. It, it, that's hard. I'm still working that out. <laughs> but it means a lot to you that your family still loves you. Yeah. I mean, just to be supportive of them doing the right thing. And, you know, the biggest thing I think that my dad told me after I got out of inpatient, because I came from inpatient here a couple months ago, was he was like, if if you feel like you're going to mess up or if you do mess up, you can come to me before it's too late. Like, don't be scared to. And I hadn't felt like that before. Like, I could ask for help before I didn't have an option. 
you right. know, not not calling from jail, but like, Dad, I'm messing up. Can you help me? The, but to see this last time out, you got a wild help your ass to go out. I did. And that was the time to call your dad. Say, Dad, look, I'm getting ready to go out. What do you think of that? Yeah, it was. It was time to call somebody. Well, yeah. it sounds like you could actually call your parents and talk to I them. I could. And, that, and, and yeah. the worst thing they would do is try to talk you out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would doubt they would say, yep, we're, we're behind you 100%. Yeah, just go on ahead. It's fine. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like just that support and being an open an open ear and trying to understand the disease versus just, you know, you're wrong. Why do you keep doing that? All right. Now, Vince, you got parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they love you, care about you? I do. I got a huge Italian family, man. They all support me, man. Man, I love meatballs, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I awesome, know something man. about yeah. you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, my mom and sisters are very supportive. My dad up in Pittsburgh, man, he supports me. He, if I need anything, he said call him. Which he's not used to this, and uh, because I'm like the black sheep, I got five sisters, and they all they all do really well. They're doing well for themselves, and uh, I'm that guy. But you know, they all they all got my back, and they just want what's right and what's best for me. You know. Well, what makes you feel better? How old are you? Uh, thirty three. Well, when I was young, before I got recovered at twenty three, but prior to that, I'd come around my family it was Katie bar the door. Hide the women and children. <laughs> but oh. then but then you get a few years clean and you're the guy they call, you know, when shit hits the fan in the family, you know. Yeah, oh, we, John, boy, he knows what's going on. Yeah, been there, done a lot of things, you know what I mean? Especially being so, so you got a good family. Oh, I do. I got they, amazing They never family. abandoned you. No, they really haven't, man. They always answered my calls when I was locked up and everything and put money in my books. Like they've they've been there because well, I'd call that neighbor if they check with me on the front end. I said, Don't do that. No, yeah. But but I was saying like the the whole time, you know, they knew I was doing the right thing for all the right reasons, you know. And and I I wanted to get clean. You know, I had ample opportunities to get high behind the Did you, you know, go to rehab before jail? No. First your first rehab was jail. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty much it. What'd you go to jail for? Uh, for possession, I OD'd. Um, they got the needle in my glove box. It was full of coke, and then they got the needle uh, in my arm, which was full of fentanyl. So they hit me with two possession charges. So you went to prison for using? Pretty much, yeah. But did did you have were you on paper, probation, parole? Yeah, for oh. for the first time I OD'd in 2015. It was another possession. So so for five years you've been OD'ing, or four years, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I've OD'd four times in about four years. And the solution from our society was to just put you in jail or prison. Did they offer you rehab or anything? No, like this is the first like for real program. Like I so you're an army veteran. You go in the army for six years. You serve your country. You break your neck. You get addicted to pills. You find heroin. When the society finds out you're a drug addict, they put you in prison? Yeah, they give me five years, five years suspended, put me on probation, which is a revolving door because I was still getting No other crimes involved? You must have done something. I did a couple dumbass, like, addict things, like, while I was out there, like, uh, what is it, unauthorized use of a vehicle. I I stole my wife's navigator for a couple months and things like that. (laughs) Did you get a charge for that? Yeah, yeah, I got I got smoked for that one. Uh, I got a uh, petty larceny. Uh, I got a... That's stealing. It was borrowing with the intent to pay back. What are you stealing? <laughs> you better than that, man. Hey, yeah. You're a, you're a soldier. Soldiers don't steal. That's what I'm saying. I was going to pay it back. <laughs> Just at the time, you know. Acquisition for drug use? Yeah, it sounded good. But that's probably why you went to jail and prison, man, <laughs> because you were stealing shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I stole from my own house, man. And, and In your I, own house, your own stuff. How do you steal your own stuff, man? I was trying to figure that one out. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, obtaining money by false pretenses. I stole something with a receipt, took it back to Walmart. And then uh, now you won't bring Walmart. They hate it when you do something wrong with Walmart. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, they smoke my boots for they that. They get all the attention at Walmart, man. I got a 
dumb drunken public trespassing. I just got a bunch of dumb little misdemeanors, right. but but they add up. You oh, know? you know, I was arrested twelve times by the time I was twenty three. Yeah, four times <laughs> in foreign countries. Every one of those was addiction related. None of them were really crimes, you know, public safety or property crimes. But but that was all before you know they lock your ass up for good now back then it was catch and release so i was very very lucky yeah but I, if i did the stuff then today i'd be a felon 10 times over yeah i mean i have i had have no record right now i'm on pre-trial but i got caught with possessions and kind of a similar situation i was in jail for two months no offer of rehab no i had to beg the judge to let me go to a rehab but you screwed up multiple times since i haven't i have i'm still pending and you uh, know they don't they don't really offer an option like that that can actually help you there's like you know just start peeing clean right. <laughs> which is not easy if you're have opiate dependent yeah i didn't realize how much they get for clean piss out there man i hear some people <laughs> pay a hundred bucks a little bottle <laughs> Shit, I could be I'm, a millionaire. Yeah, man. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't do y'all no good. Uh -uh. I mean, hell with that. It might, might help me get my license back if I can sell a couple clean yards. I see, Rob, Rob, if you're still listening, said, John, I took our son's addiction personal and became pretty damn angry with him until I started educating myself about the illness of addiction. Rob, that's a, that's a great call. I'm fortunate I got to meet you and your wife. And he, they live in Kentucky, man. But these are like the nicest parents you ever want to meet, salt of the earth. But but you're right. A lot of parents, they take it personal. They get so mad and angry. They do Everything they heard and believed and were taught, what the media told them about addiction, when it hits their own family, they get open-minded. They do their homework. And they really yeah. learn that it's just an illness. Too bad we can't get the rest of the country to see it like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my parents also kind of blame themselves. They're like, what did we do to you to make you that way? Like they were mad at me and they also felt like it was their fault, which they didn't do anything. Well, the three C's of Al-Anon didn't call it, can't yeah. cure it, can't control it. Yep. You know, mo most parents, you know, most parents I've met since we've been running McShane, they've just been just wonderful parents. You know, kids are kids. Now, there may be trauma involved with a lot of addicts something traumatic happened but it wasn't necessarily the parents doing it the parents fault mm -hmm. you know it could have been an, you know an isolated incident they didn't even know about yeah so there's a lot of underlying trauma with, with a lot of addiction you know science bears that out but back to the parents i think most parents you know they, they probably their first dance with addiction it's like okay we'll do this and we want this to be the result. We'll be done with it. But that ain't the case, man. It's yeah. chronic, man. We'll send you to rehab and then you're good. You're cured. Yeah. You don't come on back. And then they're not really educated. Most of them aren't at first, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, they got to change some behaviors, you know, not so much to cure you, but to keep you grounded in your recovery. Yeah. What's the hardest thing you try to get your parents to understand, Megan? I, I mean, I, I think that the whole relapse component for me is hard. Like they'll ask me, you know, why did you, why'd you do that? Like, why did everything's going so well? Why did you do that? And it's just hard to explain. That's just the nature of the disease, man. Yeah. If you're not really busting your ass in recovery, chasing recovery, chasing service work, helping people, at least the recovery lifestyle I live and then the people I run with, you know, you just hoping it'll go away. Usually don't work. No. So, so if your parents listen to this, what do you, what do you want to tell them? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. <laughs> Mom and dad, it ain't your fault. No. 
nothing you did you were the perfect parents no i mean my parent my parents are great and i just i'm so grateful for their support and them helping me to be at mcshin mm -hmm. i don't think i would stand a chance if i didn't have my parents behind me helping like allowing me to be here so thank you yeah you wouldn't stand a chance i would <laughs> probably not no so you're a smart girl we, we've talked before mm -hmm. i've been very impressed with your ability to think and act and talk and be and it'd be such a shame if you don't really do good in your recovery thank you i mean you know you you you're like this little soldier waiting to get out <laughs> now vince on the other hand <laughs> what would you say to your folks if they were here you know with some of the things you've done and they got to watching you uh, i apologize the uh you know i i i guess would say like put a tarnish on, on my name you know what i'm saying in the family i don't want them to take it personal either it has nothing to do with them or my sisters or anybody it's really an issue that i i'm not even you know, a hundred percent familiar with, I'm still learning about this addiction yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And I'm, I just want them to know, I appreciate everything they're doing and they're doing all the right things. But yeah, like you said, it, it, it ain't their fault. You know, it's when I was get, a newcomer getting clean, I used to think, man, what would my family think if I'm going to be the derelict the rest of my life? My God, it must really embarrass the hell out of them. And so don't think I didn't think about that a yeah. little bit. You know, I said, you know, I want them to be proud of me, man. You know, somebody they can talk highly of and not oh that was just old uncle john we don't talk about him yeah i mean i think that it, what i would want to tell them too is, is similar to what vince says like it's internal it's a disease of the spirit mind and body like I, it's something within me that makes me want to self-destruct it ha it doesn't have anything to do with them yeah so that's perfect way to say and it for real. i have <laughs> to find a way to address it to to be comfortable with myself and be able to sit with myself to function and like as, as a clean person in society yeah rob i like what you say you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink but you know what <laughs> i can hold their head on the water till they drown man. <laughs> yeah put a stop to that stuff and you're gonna live or die right now so what what um like these other newcomer kids that come around like megan you know you're kind of young you're a girl we got these other girls coming and going. You see it all the time. You yeah. know, we had one recently, not long ago. You know, they didn't make it. They ran out. Did you Did you know her? Yeah, I did. The um, I mean, what? The, I mean, do you ever think about if you stick and stay? We're gonna have plenty more girls coming, just like you. Same story. They're gonna want to run a run. Run. They're gonna test the water. I mean, I think if you really apply yourself in your experience and really try to really share with these, these kids. I, I think it can make a difference in some of their lives. I mean, I, I think that's really the, one of the main things that I'm going to need to do different. I mean, I've been through a lot in the past 10 years and I want to be able to help people so that when, like the, when I had the feeling to run, there's someone that has been through that, that can tell you why not to and make a difference. Yeah. But you know, you got, it, it, it takes work to do that. I do. And I see so many people coming and going and they and they might say a sentence or two to somebody. That don't cut it, man. You know, you, you sometimes you might have to sit there for an hour or two and try to talk sense into somebody. You know, there ain't none of this shit. Well, I gotta go. I did my talk. Yeah. You know, you, you stay till they don't stay no more. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, Vince, what do you what do you see that you you know, how do you feel like you can what role can you play in, in the future in recovery as a hope dealer? 
a, a lot, man. Uh, I'm very outgoing. Uh, willing to uh, tell my people my testimony and, and share that testimony. This ain't church, boy. You know what I mean. My experiences. We, we share that shit here, man. Yeah, and tell them, man. Let let this setback be your setup for your. You comeback. lead by example. I am. I am. I just uh, like I said. I had a should have told your old lady last night. If you taking me with you, we gotta stop by the recovery house. We gotta drop this suit <laughs> off, and I gotta bring two guys with me because that's safe in numbers. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You know what? I'm going to write that one down so I'll make sure next time. Next, that ever and they, they can sleep on the porch. Yeah. They don't have to go inside. Oh, we got a big floor. <laughs> well, this, is, this, is, this is recovery, baby. You got to keep your old lady right, you know? Accountability. And, and I even sat there yesterday. And we even told her if, if you carve the boy out of recovery, he'll never make it. It was yeah. almost like a carve out job. <laughs> <laughs> she needs help, man. You better hope she gets it. She is. She is. She, she's a great woman. She has all, all the. All of the, the the right motives. I guess she doesn't understand the recovery process. No, you no, bet you, your ass on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I concur. Uh, I think she definitely needs to educate herself on on the way we think. And, you need and, her to watch us when you go home. Text it to her, <laughs> honey. Watch us. Yeah, I get one phone call a week. Because uh, I'm saying uh, it again. Uh, her name is Hillary, right? Yeah, Hillary, Hillary, you do not understand the recovery process. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you need help. I, I, you better call Moses. Yeah, Mo Moses should be calling her. I hope. Well, I hope he does, man. But but yeah, like definitely. I'm I back. mean, you could be a hell of a role model for these kids. You got the military experience. You hell, you from Pittsburgh. That that's like two military experiences right there. Yeah. You 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 did jail time, prison time. Did you ever do drug court? No, thank God. I, I, I think I was revolving the door at that point in time. I wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? So you got all this experience, man. Don't let that experience be for nothing. No, I don't. I I, I really do want to help people. I ain't just saying that, like from the bottom of my heart. I would love to help save the next guy from making the mistakes I did. You know? Yeah. So I see you got some nice tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all. You yeah. know, you get, a, you get a year clean. We give you. We'll pay for McShane tattoo, man. I'm what? down. I'm down. Yeah, you can get one too. What yeah, is it? Uh, you got you got tattoos. Yeah. How many? A lot. I just see them on your hand. I, well, your dad are thinking them tattoos. I don't think he likes them very much. Uh, well, like <laughs> Hopefully, he can help me remove. He'll like that McShen one because you got to be clean the here to get one. We'll, we'll cover up one of them, the mother one. Oh, that one's okay. We can do that. But yeah, but I'll tell you another thing that helps too, man, is having a like like Frank and his wife. We did that CrossFit, uh, that Murph. I Mike, thought that yeah. scared you away. That's why you didn't come I, back. Yeah, no, that that uh, <laughs> we did the Murph challenge yesterday for the. How for, did Frank for, do? Oh, he did well, man. He ran he with that twenty. Yeah, he ran with that twenty-pound vest on, man. There and back. Uh, his wife Stephanie did good. His, Leo was there supporting us. Uh, as a big group, uh, split into three different sections. Well, Frank listened to this. Frank, when we did our field training in Korea in the Marine Corps, I was a radio man. I carried in crypto gear, the batteries, my own weapons, all my cold weather gear. Two hundred and seventy pounds, man. We oh weighed God. it. We couldn't believe how much weight it was. So. Now I didn't run, but climbed in big old mountains. I I would love to only run with a twenty. Yeah. What do you call a twenty pound vest? I think it was like twenty or thirty pound vest. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't wear one. That's how much our t shirts weighed back in the day, man. In the old cool, man. I, yeah, I bet it does, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, y'all Marines, man. Y'all do train hard, man. I, I give y'all respect, man. We live for that hard training. Yeah, I love it, man. So the Army, they got their good divisions too. They're man. not bad, man. I've I've been real impressed with the way they carry themselves in the last twenty years. I mean that. Lot to be proud of them. Yeah, all the armed forces, man. I noticed y'all got all the new equipment and everything. Oh yeah, man. Nice LMT. We don't we always get that hammer down shit, man. No, the army usually all the stuff I was around, a lot of those new. We we had sea rats from the sixties when I was in in nineteen eighty, man. That's it. Shit this shit's still edible, edible. <laughs> it, it worked. We didn't stop. <laughs> Think you want to join the uh, military, don't it, Megan? 
Let's see. Debbie says, Vince, I'm pretty sure I worked out with your wife. Have John worked give her it. my number or work with your wife. Impossible. At, at the food <laughs> bank, probably. Yeah, she uh, she she's you know really big into networking and meeting people, and she knows a lot of people out there in Chesterfield. Yeah, there you go. Look at Lane on there, man. Big Daddy Lane. We were hey, meeting to spread the word. We're gonna open meetings back up around here, Lane. Uh, we're gonna do 50% capacity. Home groups are going to have to take care of, you I know, get a sponsor. You can get a sponsor outside of what you're seeing around here. But but the home groups will have to start cleaning up their space, though, a little bit better. We've got to figure out that disinfectant thing. But uh, we, we're about ready to open these doors back up in the evening for the for the 12-step meetings. Yeah, whatnot. I've never gotten to see it. I got here right when COVID started. Wow, that might have been why you run off. Because if you just seen all them meetings, you would have never want to left that. <laughs> I'm excited. When you saw all those guys staying clean that had clean time, that, oh that'd be God. your story, man. I'll, I tell all the girls the same thing. When you're ready for a man, just come see me. I will help you, okay? I will show you how to interview these, these guys. <laughs> Do background checks, financial statements. I, I background checks. You want to know what you're messing with. I think anytime, I got to focus on me for a while. I got my famous line is anytime you run off with a boy whose mommy buys him cigarettes, that ain't a good <laughs> sign, man. That is not the man for you. And Vince, I'm going to tell Hillary when I say you run off with a chick just to mess with you. I want to see what she does, man. Oh, no. She was, no. That'd be, that'd, be, that'd be the death of me. I'm, I'm sure that would end good. Now, to be honest with you, Vince only talks about old Hillary there, nothing else. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He does her, not have wandering eyes or none of that. No, her and the kids, man, are my focus, you know, apart from my recovery. I even tried to tell this great blind joke. And Vince just walked off. So I want to hear. <laughs> I got Hillary. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm sure you did. So, what's the coolest thing going on around here at McShannon in early recovery? I mean, it's just that it's that peer to peer thing. Like I've never you really liked that, man. It means a lot to you. I've never networked with women like I do. I've never really been comfortable around all women, and like I'm starting to like make real friends. I haven't had that since I started using, like since high school. Wow. And it, it's it's amazing to have people that can look at you and be like, what's wrong? What's going on? Has anybody yeah, ever accused you of having you. like mood problems, changing of the mood? Your daddy and mama ever bring that up? I don't think so. You know, some days you're like crabby as they come. And like other days. Isn't that just early recovery? It might be, man. <laughs> that's it, what, it might that's be. what they told me. And I notice sometimes when I'll come up on you in the smoke shack, right? Depending on who you're around can be your mood, too. It is that. I mean, I, I, I definitely can feel it. Like Social influence. So, so you, you got to be with the right, the right herd. You get a good herd, you get yeah. good herd mood. Yeah. You run with a bad herd, you get bad herd mood. Yep. So Vince, back to you. What's my going troubled on? child, my yeah. army dog, yeah. my prison boy. Yeah. Runs off first chance he gets with his wife, <laughs> kids. I mean, who does that? Man? <laughs> like a dog being It's always, it's cage, always a drug dealer. <laughs> somebody you ain't supposed to be with. No, I, that's what I was saying. I, like in my mind, I, I guess I was lying to myself or something, but I. I I was like, I'm not getting high. I'm not drinking. I have no inclination to doing any of that. I just really just want to spend time with my I, loved ones. I, I was actually worried, worried, because I think, oh, my God, he, he went, ran off with his wife. Because maybe they had a wreck or something. They didn't make it home or something, you know? Yeah, the attic in me was like, maybe I can make up a, a bullshit reason or excuse. But I was like, no, I just got to accept the responsibility that I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. You said the F word, man. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, too late now. <laughs> $25 fine. 
I feel like that's like the cool part though. You've only been here for like 12 days and you didn't show up and like people are worried about you. Like they care where you are. They really do care. That's the cool part. Genuine accountability, man. It's awesome. And uh, Scott House, man, all the guys are really great, man. Like like, uh, Jeff and Justin, all them dudes and James. And uh, knuckles everybody, man. Like, we, we all have accountability, man. And and they were worried, and they were mad about their food, which I would be too. <laughs> but you know, all in all, I haven't met that this good of a group of guys in a long time. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no underlying agendas for them to want to be friends. Like it's actual, you know, real recovery. Spiritual underlying agenda. Yeah, we want to grow spiritually, yeah, mentally, physically. We want to we want to recover from substance use disorder a day at a time. Sometimes an hour at a time. Sometimes an hour at a time or a minute. Well, that's good. We got all that in common. I feel like I got the right crew in here today. The Mm -hmm. the right newcomer Tuesday. Yeah, (laughs) always, always. I'm always willing to come out here and talk. You know, if I if I could just help the next person, man, that'll give me a sense of accomplishment. You know. So when y'all y'all both done groups here, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's the good groups? What are the best groups? Your group. (laughs) That's a trick (laughs) question. I like John's group. I like uh, when Frank speaks. Uh, Jesse's blunt and straight to the point. And he's really yeah. good. Carries himself really well. I, I love cricket the you way he's going right down the list, man. Dude, you, I you, like them so all. You, man. You, you, you're a true sergeant. Brown nose and all the stuff. No, no, all the way down the line. <laughs> the chain of command, man. I just got to give them all their, their respect. Well, we can do problems. reality groups. You know, keep it real. We don't have to BS nobody. I mean, this is this is reality check here. Yeah, you know? you're in or you're out. You know, so you participate well, Megan. You're a good group participant. Thank you. Yeah, she she ran a group today. Are you running groups already? I was chairing a meeting. That's different. Oh, yeah. I didn't run it. Chairing a 12 step. We will remain anonymous on that 12 step. Oh, okay. Got to train newcomers early how to run a meeting, man. Yeah. Yeah. She did really well. She did really well. Even had an outsider at the meeting, I noticed. We had two, I think. Two outsiders. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, we do a noon 12 step meeting every day here, Monday through Friday. Yeah, I can't wait till like you say we start opening up the doors. I want to get to meet more people in, in, in the community of recovery around here, especially Richmond. Well, we had we had we have over twenty five hundred groups and meetings a year here. Wow. But since COVID hit, you know, we lose half of them right off the bat. And then you can't have the crowd. So where we might have 40, 50 people in a meeting or a group, we can only have, you know, ten or twelve or just our program people. So I got you. That did take a hit. There, there is a lot of relapse going on out there. It's the season too, right? Is what I've heard. The what? Like this time of year, also. Is, well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this spring, a lot of groups would just weed out a little bit because everybody yeah. wants to go to the river and check out the bikinis and whatnot. <laughs> it's, it's that yeah. time of year, you know. Plus, they work late. They they get the seasonal jobs and they they get jobs and they work, but. But they pick back up when the heat of the summer hits. Everybody wants that air conditioning, so they run back up inside. It's it's a natural evolution. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, uh, any, any message for our listeners? Special messages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now remember, guys in jail and prisons might be hearing this. Maybe you can speak to those boys. Yeah, man. Uh, don't give up, man. Don't count yourself out either. You know what I'm saying? Stick into it to the end, especially when you get on the other side of the wire. Um, like definitely set up a network, man, because that's where I messed up the other two times. I had clean time. I didn't have a sponsor. I didn't. I didn't work the steps. I, I was just stuck, stuck in my own realm. I guess you would say. But but yeah, man, it, it ain't over, man. You know what I'm saying? There's still chances. There's definitely hope. Look at me. I'm 16 months clean. I didn't get high. I had ample opportunities to do some plenty of drugs in jail. Yeah, you? there's some boxing everywhere, man. Coke, uh, methamphetamines out there where I was. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't want it. You know what I mean? I, I knew that if I opened up that door, just even trying it, 
I'd be right back one, to where I started. One, too many, a thousand of them, no matter where you're at. Yeah, no matter where you're at. Prisons, jails, uh, like you said, institutions on the streets, it don't matter. Even at home, like, you, you have to be vigilant, too. Now, I know when you were in, in, the, in the veterans part at Chesterfield, Riverside, but did it have any recovery wherever you went out in Appalachian? Yeah, yeah, it was a recovery program. But they ran it like a level four. All them COs were from Keen Mountain and Red Onion. To, I know you bitch about them before. God, man. God, man, that's a whole other story they, they, in they, itself. They, they weren't spiritual in nature. No, and we took the spectrum. I got over 300 hours of, of their recovery program, but it, it, it didn't touch base. It, I, I didn't. I didn't have it. You know what I mean? It just the substance wasn't. There. I mean, how hard is it to train COs to be good recovery supporters when they're? It's hard because a lot of them are simple-minded and stuck in their ways, and they don't look at you as humans. They look at you as a number. You know what I'm saying? We ain't nothing right. but a paycheck to them. Right. So, you know, they, they treat you. I got thrown the whole five times for, for for standing up for what I believe in. You know, I don't, I don't let anybody just talk down to me. That's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect is on both levels. I don't care if you got a badge or not. Well, respect goes a long way when you're in prison. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> five times in the hole, man. Yeah, five different times in there, man. How was the hole, man? Terrible. It was a little bit of quality time. You've been myself, in the hole, too? What, yeah. what did that Holy suck? shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm surrounded by whole people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a place I like to be. I can tell you that right now. But, uh, but yeah, man, just, just stick to it, guys, man. Let them COs have that their time or whatever they think. They got to come to work and, and talk down to us. But, man, we all know we're better than that, you know? Now, some I've been to some jails in prison where the COs were trained. They were really nice. They were cool. They, they had loved ones and relatives in jail, and they knew about recovery, and they really tried to be helpful. So I think it's a little change taking place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some good ones out there, but there's also the – Then you have the ones. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was in jail – you know, my parents were like, you're dangerous. So you should be in jail. My parents actually didn't want me to get bond and people were overdosing. RCOs were bringing drugs in. Like the system is really broken. And yeah. in my opinion, what jail were you in? Henrico here. Really? Yeah. The COs were bringing drugs in. Yeah. She got arrested for it. Really? <laughs> I've been there. Well, I'm sure she got in trouble for that. But Henrico typically does a good job with programs. If you get in it, did you get in the program? I was in the detox. Process. I didn't go to Rise. Right, I, I went you didn't to Rise. Yeah. Well, I know Rise. I mean, I think the quality of most programs they do go up and down depending on the participants and the staff. But I, I know Rise, man. People praise that program. I have heard good things about that. Yeah, just well, hopefully you'll never get to find out what it's all about, and this this will be it. You never have to look back. But wherever you go, whether it's in jail or church or food line, if you seek trouble, you'll find it. If you seek anywhere better things you'll find it yeah so, but i think see i think that's an area as recovering people as advocacy goes we can make a big change in that area you know we we want we want the mcshin spirit wherever it is an addict whether yeah. it's before court after court drug court jail prison in the community you know we want that therapeutic value you know that that hope shot that hope dealer giving the Serious hope shot to the hope e oh yeah Definitely any, need any uh, closing thoughts for anybody? Just stick and stay. Give yourself a chance. Stick and stay. Give yourself a chance. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I, I wouldn't lie, but this is a really good program, man, and I, I'm going to keep trying to drive and be a better person, you know? I may have had a hiccup, but, you know, I'm learning from it, and, and <laughs> yeah. So how, how would you guys like to be ambassadors for recovery? I would love the opportunity to, you know what I'm would saying? You like that? Yeah. Would, you, would you like that, Megan? Be yeah. ambassador? Sharing lived experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Well, see, I can deputize you as ambassador. Y'all <laughs> both raise your right hand. Repeat after me. Uh -huh. I hereby it... deputize you an ambassador <laughs> to recovery. I'm an ambassador yeah. to recovery. You, now you are. It's that simple. There you go. Now you're an ambassador for recovery. Now what kind of ambassador do you want to be? 
You want to be a smock or you want to be a good one? Great one. You want to be a great one? Yeah, always. Always. Lead by yeah. example. You see any good ambassadors around here? I do. Everywhere. Really? Yeah, everywhere. Untapped potential. Like all that. our all <laughs> our staff is ambassadors and all you participants are potential good ambassadors. Most of my staff came through McShed. <laughs> that is a really cool that, part. That is yeah. cool, man. Y'all know Honesty, our CEO? Yeah. I remember her when she was running up Chamberlain trying to get high about 13 <laughs> years ago. Wow. I come in and it was Anthony. He was one of our peer leaders. I said, Anthony, where, where's Honesty going? She's running up toward Chamberlain. And I told her not to go. I said, wow. Go get her. Said, Don't let her run up there. She came back in a week. Like sounds like me. I guess we have some yeah, things in common. You came back in a week, you know. I think honestly be looking for a new CEO in about 13 years. That can be your job. Play your cards right. Well, folks, we're winding down to the end of the hour here. We're so glad all y'all tuned in. I see Dave come in late. Dave, Dave is from Grundy. Tennessee, Grundy. I know man. that is. Uh, we were fighting forest fires out there in Grundy, in Grundy Bu Buchanan, Virginia. They would probably yeah. started back in the day, man. <laughs> but but I went to Grundy. I remember I went over there years ago. Dave invited me to show the anonymous people, right? Matter of fact, I don't think Debbie's listening no more, but I took her boy with me, Blake, on a road trip. And we screened the anonymous people in a barn. They, they didn't even have running water in this thing, right? <laughs> Way up in the hills in Grundy. There was Dave, man. And yeah. And then he, I, I went there and spoke at one of his jails, and now he's got a, his own jail program in, in Grundy, I believe. Wow. Doing good. Old Dave, kicking ass, taking names. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's about a half hour from where I was from. He, okay. He's a good Christian boy. He had me speaking to celebrate recovery at church. It was a quick talk. You know, I'm not, they might have banned him from church for a week <laughs> or two, but I'm sure they let him back up in there. Yeah, yeah, Debbie, I remember that trip like it was yesterday. See old Blake up on that little polka dotted pony, that little black and white pony. <laughs> Tell him to giddy up. He was scared to death, man, but he loved it. Took, awesome. took the ride down the horse like a cowboy, man. <laughs> All right, gang, we're about at the end of our hours. Anything for anybody else? No, no. nothing. <laughs> no, no, thank you for, for having yeah, us thank here, you man. So much. It was thank easy, wasn't it? Y'all all I was nervous. nervous. Yeah, it's nothing to be nervous about. We're, we're, we're with our people, man. True. You failing your people. This is what we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm more than happy to come back anytime y'all need me, man. Well, you're a ham now, but you got you got you got you got not run off, man. You know, I know. what I mean? I came back though. I came Show back. up, we'll put you on. Maybe man. if that food shows up, you can yeah. <laughs> I'm a, Todd, what's up? What do you got, man? So then tonight, you're going to be wanting to watch the After Hours program at 9 because your daughter is going to be making another grand appearance tonight with Alex and Frank at 9. Yeah, uh, what happened? They saw where they got all those views. So see, you bring a young hot chick on there <laughs> on the show. And that's where, where you get lots of views and whatnot. So, so yeah. She well, ain't called me in a week. I don't know if I want to watch her or not, man. I'm sure she's been up to no good. Now, what, what do we got tomorrow for the show? So... Tomorrow we have Debbie, Marta, and uh, Lisa. So Debbie Rosenbaum, right. Marta. I'm not sure Marta's the last name. Um, Before, yeah, and it's I always butcher it. Right, so, I do then, too. Uh, and then uh, you know we have uh, Lisa Bennett. So right. three of those. And actually, honestly, is going to be leading that, and all all four of them are going to be remote. So, right. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. the uh, barnyard, the yeah. duckhead. Yep. But that's cool. That yeah. still works. Yeah. So that'd be two two family members that lost a loved one. And then Debbie, the true soldier of McShann, and honestly, so tomorrow's a good show. And I think Thursday we're going to have John Lehman from uh, FAR, uh, Florida Association of Recovery Residents. I think, I think he's a board member emeritus now, but 
And then Anthony Grimes, the uh, the VAR director here for the state of Virginia, Virginia Association of Recovery Residences, they're going to talk about, you know, the, the, the Florida model coming to Virginia and the, and the good and the bad, what we got to look out for with, you know, shady recovery houses and that kind of stuff. Saturday night, I'm working on a hell of a show Saturday night. I got to wait to get some confirmation, but Saturday late night should be good. And what do we got Friday? Anything? Um, actually, I think Alex and uh, Frank and I are still working out Friday night. So okay. we, we spoke with it about it earlier today. We just want to kind of get right, some cool, man. So. All right. Well, McShane, always the tip of the spear, getting great content out, especially during COVID-19, but making great content for people to go to and watch and Hopefully they can make it through an hour, make it through the day, make it through a week, and keep doing this thing called recovery. Mm-hmm. Live from Richmond, Virginia, the Machine Foundation. We're so happy you tuned in today. And until next time, more would be revealed.